Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. Going on, Kingdom Success listeners, Tyler McCart coming at you, episode 365, and I am excited to do this episode with you. Um, you know, if this is your first time actually checking out the Kingdom Success podcast, you know, this is um, a podcast that I've been doing for the last 10 years, and it's basically, you know, I've done some interviews over the years, I've done some uh, series, I've done some actually where I brought an expert talk about a certain subject, but uh, the most part, you know, we're all about helping you maximize your kingdom success here on this earth uh, from a godly perspective, and we want you to be successful um, because, you know, for the fact of the matter is nobody listens to anybody that's not successful. Um, They just don't, Uh, and uh, the world needs Christians uh, to be successful uh, so that they can actually rise up and influence uh, this generation. And so that's my whole entire goal and purpose with this podcast. And so if you like that, uh, I would say just stick around. Uh, this is obviously me talking from my perspective and my point of view of how I'm applying God's word and seeing success uh, in the marketplace. Uh, I'm not a, a pastor, I'm not a, a missionary, I am a business person an investor, and I am definitely uh, utilizing God's word uh, in the marketplace to do warfare on Satan and his cohorts, okay? So anyway, I want to talk today. I probably, I feel led to break this teaching up. Uh, I got an email, honestly, from Kenneth Copeland Ministries uh, called uh, the five ways to let the blessing do the work. So I think I'm going to title this series "Let the Blessing Do the Work," and this will be part one. Uh, and I'll probably break up these five things. I might combine a couple of them. I don't know quite yet. Uh, I just started reading this uh, this article, and just even the first thing truly, truly blessed me. Truly really blessed me. And you might first off say, well, Tyler, what's the blessing? What is the blessing? You know, and that's a great question. Glad you asked. I know that for me, um, I had never heard that in my <laughs> formative years of being, you know, going to church, uh, experiencing church at a young age, even all the way up until whenever I was in college, uh, even the early part of my 20s going to school, going to college, I I just never heard of the blessing. And then I went to a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of church services. I went to a lot of, uh, listened to a lot of tapes. Yeah, I said tapes. I listened to a lot of CDs. But I just never heard anything about this thing called the blessing. And, you know, the blessing, the blessing in its purest sense, the blessing 
is is this right here. I, I want to just make sure that we're clear on what the blessing is uh, in our lives. And let me give you a definition of the blessing. The blessing of the Lord, that's what I'm talking about right here. The blessing of the Lord is the glory of the Lord. It is the spirit of the Lord. It is the Lord himself. He is the blessing. Okay? He is the blessing. Now you might say, well, Tyler, that, that doesn't make any sense. You know, well, it does, it does whenever you start to actually study this, you start to see that how the Spirit of God can rest, can indwell upon somebody, and how that God's Spirit, God's blessing upon them can empower them to do things that they could not do in a natural sense. It's almost like taking you know, God's super and putting it on your natural. Okay? So the blessing of the Lord in the scriptures, you know, you first see the mentioning of the blessing that God blessed Adam. God blessed Adam to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill up the earth, to subdue the earth. He blessed Adam. And that blessing was supposed to go out throughout the entire earth. His presence go out through the entire earth. And Adam fell and caused the curse, which was the opposite of the blessing, the opposite of God's presence, the opposite of the Spirit of the, of the Lord, the opposite of God himself, the Lord himself, was basically let loose in the earth. Now, I don't have time to do a teaching on that. I don't want to do a teaching on that. What I want to do is to introduce you guys to the blessing and talk about how to have the blessing to operate and to do the work in your life. You are not, let me say this, you know, and make this very clear, okay? You are to work hard. God has put in each one of us a natural inclination, a natural inclination to be diligent. Some people say hard work, but I just say call it diligent work, consistent work, steady as you go work. But we must balance that work underneath with submission to God's blessing, submission to God's supernatural that he wants to do we are not and I'm, let me say this right here we're not called to toil to sweat to struggle for any of the goals and dreams the visions that we might have that god has out there for us we're not and, I, and i'll prove that here in just a second but and I'll prove it in my own life, too. So let me kind of go through these a couple of things that I highlighted in this article. Uh, but the blessing of the Lord was to establish, was established by God to enforce all your 
covenant rights and advance you along in life. But sometimes we, it can get flipped, it can be tempting to flip all that over to our natural inclinations and us take the reins. That's what sometimes happens to us. I know that for me personally, I have, I've, I've gotten to the, into a situation where that, you know, I was working so hard to make what God had originally given me, but I was working my guts out. I was working so hard to try to make uh, this business or this sale or this job or whatever it was or to work in my life. And that's whenever you kind of override, you step out of this whole entire thing of allowing the blessing to work in your life, okay? So, a couple thoughts I have. So, the first, the first thing is let the blessing make you rich, all right? That's, this is the first part. Let the blessing make you rich. And this is found in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. I'm going to ring it from the New King James Version. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, okay? Now, the word sorrow means to toil. And there's nothing wrong with work. Let me make sure I'm very clear about this, guys. There's nothing wrong with work. I mean, the Bible clearly says, if you don't work, you don't eat. That's 2 Thessalonians 3.10. Work is a requirement for advancement. You've got to work. Your work actually produces the potential inside of you. Right? I'm going to do a little bit of teaching right here, but then I'm going to talk and give you some examples of all this. Okay, so I just want want you to kind of grasp these grasp these concepts so that you hear my heart, and then I'm going to give you some examples from my own life and what I've seen with others. Okay. However, there is a difference between toiling and working. Work is putting your hands to something so God can prosper and increase you to actually release the potential that's inside of you. Toiling is you taking the responsibility and putting pressure on yourself for the provision of your own self to try to get the provision to come in. And you've heard Christians say, I've said it myself, Christians say, well, I have to go earn a living. All right? Now let me... Let's put a let's put a little astro a little star by that right there. I've I've said that I've said that you know whenever I was younger that man I you know I might tell my dad or I might tell my boss man I, I've got to have this job because I got to make a living. Right, that is an incorrect statement. That is something that you should not be saying if you're a born again child of the Most High God, especially if you have made the Lord your source. Okay, so follow me on this. So. Here Tyler is. This is when I first got this revelation, and it changed my life forever right here. So I'm sitting in my apartment in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. It is 2008. It's probably right around the February time frame. And God is really changing my thought process. He's really unearthing a lot of the things that I had previously had going on inside of me where I was working, again, like a dog. And not, and I was, my work ethic was my God. Let's just say that, okay? Let me get a quick uh, drink right here. Hang on. So 
Tyler's work ethic was my God. If I was going to out, if I was, if there was a problem, I was going to outwork the problem. It was almost like I had taken my athletic brain and put it into trying to make money that way. And that is a very, not a good way to look at it. Okay. Trust me, there's nothing wrong with having a good work ethic. There's nothing wrong with that. But whenever you make that your source and you deem that your source, then you totally go off the rails. Okay. So here I was, 2008. I, I can't remember exactly how old I was. I think I might have been 32. So young Tyler, I had a, uh, a full-time job. I was uh, outside sales rep for a very large um, supply company. And, you know, I worked from home, uh, but I had, I got a, I had a salary. And that salary, I think at that time, I believe was somewhere around about $35,000 a year. And I could make bonuses with that. Well, at, at that stage in my life, I had been working another business and that other business was really, I had accomplished something in that business that I hadn't thought I would accomplish for many years. And when I accomplished that thing, it was actually easier when it happened than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to take me a lot more work whenever the, the, the dream and the um, sales goal had happened within my business than what, it had, what I thought it was going to be in my brain. Well, so God started doing some different things. God started saying, showing me that, hey, it's not all based upon your effort. It's, it's not how hard you can work, Tyler. Stop thinking that way. And I remember sitting there listening to this audio by Kenneth Copeland. He was talking to an audience, but he might as well have been talking to me. And I remember the statement. It was just like, I, I still remember exactly where I was sitting in my apartment uh, in this green chair in my office, listening to this, he said, he said, Hey, Tyler, it's like he was talking to me. Just <laughs> call it like it was. He said, Hey, Tyler, did you have to earn or work for your salvation? I'm like, no. He said, you got it by grace and through faith, didn't you? Yep. Did you have to earn the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? <laughs> Heck No. How did I get it? Believe by faith, right? It was already, it was already, well, let me, let me just say what I, what I remember him saying to me. He said, how about your healing? If any, if anything that you needed to heal, how, how'd you get that? Well, I didn't work for it. I know that. And then he said this statement right here that really just rocked me to the core. I mean, to the absolute core. He said, well, what makes you think that you have to go and work or go and earn your money. And man, when he said that right there, it was like, push the pause button, say la, let's hold the phone, let's pump the brakes, actually let's come and you know throw the emergency brake on in the car, and let's come to a screeching halt. Because my little finite brain at that time, at 32 years old, sat there and said, man, there's, I mean, I, I've got to go work for my money. 
I've got to go and earn this. You know, if, if anything happens, you know, I'm going to earn the respect of these people. I'm going to earn, you know, this thing right here. I went out and earned, you know, uh, this, this, uh, this opportunity. No. God said, I mean, God, what, what that question kind of came back to me is like, dude, I didn't have to work for money. I don't have to work for money anymore. I don't have to try to go and earn Something. And I remember a gentleman always, a gentleman used to say to me, he was a he was another uh, real, I mean another uh, sales rep with me. He said, you know, hey Tyler, God signs my paycheck, God signs my paycheck. And I remember that just like it is, like it was yesterday. So, do you need to work? Yes, but you don't need to go and make your own living. Hear me, Kingdom Discuss. Please hear my heart on this. Your goal is not to sit there and try to go and make your own living. Okay? I remember learning this right here, and you've heard me say it so many times. But God gave Adam three things. He gave him three things. Number one, he gave him, an, uh, he gave him fellowship with him. All right? This is all back in the garden. Number two, he gave him an assignment. And number three, he gave him provision to complete that assignment. God supplied all that. When the curse came in, all that got flipped over. Now, Adam was all about trying to go out and gather up or go uh, seek provision in order to do his assignment. And then if he had time, he would go fellowship with the Lord. Okay? That's basically how things work. I remember a gentleman talking about this. Uh, his name was Jerry Savelle, great man of God. He would always tell his board of directors, I always remember this, uh, he said it many, many times, but after the board of directors would, would bring him in and tell Jerry, you know, hey, Jerry, here's your salary that we're going to give you uh, for this upcoming year, he would always make this declaration, and I always remember this. He said, my salary is not my income. God is the source of my income, and my income will far exceed my salary. That is good stuff, guys, and it's so true. You're called to work. You're called to an assignment. Okay? You're called to your an assignment. The job you have right now, this is where I had to make my switch whenever I, when I learned this. The job that I currently had, that I was just on assignment, that I never had to ask for a pay raise ever again. I never did. I didn't, have, I didn't have to ask for a bonus. I didn't have to ask for sales. I just realized the job that I was in at that moment was where God had planted me to go and do spread the kingdom. Yes, did I make sales? Yes, did I have to make uh, cold calls? Yes, did I have to make follow-up calls? Yes, did I have to handle you know, customer service issues that happened? Yes, I had to do all those things right there. All that was happening at the same time while I was allowing the blessing of the Lord to permeate through my whole entire life during that time. And it was going to make me rich. I had no more struggles. No more struggles. So, because you, you, and I guess the best, another way to put this is you start doing the work, you start, you start do, to do your work as 
for the Lord, as unto the Lord, and you shift your mindset over to believing your income will far exceed your salary because God is your source, not your salary, not your, you, not your paycheck that you get. Quite honestly, I remember a gentleman, a minister saying that, guess what? My, my paycheck that I receive from the company I work for is just an opportunity for seed to sow into the kingdom in order to see the kingdom advance, number one. And number two, guess what? Increase my income. All right? Because you don't have to be concerned about where the income is going to come from. You just know it's going to come. So you begin the process to rest. To rest in the Lord. You're not going to worry about your finances. You're on assignment. You're going to focus on that assignment. You're going to focus on bringing in the presence of the Lord, a.k.a. the blessing of the Lord, into that environment. You're going to have God consciousness. You're going to have a blessing, blessing-mindedness. You're going to be wanting to be a blessing. You're going to want to go and add value, be a blessing everywhere you go. And you're not, you're going to give the cares of your finances over to the Lord. You're going to cast your care on the Lord. You're going to cast your dreams onto the Lord. You're going to cast your goals onto the Lord because he's the one that's going to make it happen. I've got this written down in my shower on one of the notepads. I got a notepad that I write things down in my shower. And I said, I'm not trying to accomplish anything anymore. I am just trying to receive all of God's promises and all of God's blessings that he has already done for me. I have that written down. I, I see that pretty much every day. All right. You're you're to go out. So when you do prosper, when you do increase, you bring the blessing into dark places and you bring wealth. Okay. One of the things that Satan just hates is when a wealth, wealthy believer starts to fund ministries, starts to support missionaries, starts to pay off houses, starts to pay off cars for people. I remember, I remember, you know, Amy and I, we, for a long time, we started out small, okay, with that, just being a blessing. I remember, you know, feeling led to pay for people's gas at the gas pumps. I remember that. I remember uh, giving, uh, deciding to give well above the 20% to the waitress it might not have been, you know, uh, it might have been, I don't know, 30%, or it might have been $100 that I decided to, you know, my, I remember that Waffle House doing this, where my bill might have been 20 bucks, but I said, you know what, I'm going to give a $100 tip to this waitress, going well above and beyond, because I've been blessed. And God can use that. It's being blessing-minded. And gang, I'm telling you that... When you start to do that, when you start to operate this way, all right, when you start to carry the blessing wherever you go and you start to let the blessing make you rich, this is what you do. You, I mean, again, you let the blessing start to do the work. You know, you have an assignment. You're going to do work. I, again, I, I have to say this. You're going to do work. 
I know that I'm doing work every day, but you know what? I don't have to think about money as far as where's money going to come from because I've already started this sowing and reaping cycle, right? Happening in my life where that, I mean, it's, it's, I can't stop it now. I really can't. I'm just, I'm looking. I have a, the Lord has given me a spirit of giving and of receiving. And I've studied this. This is something that has been very purposeful for me to study and understand so that I can be a blessing to other people, guys. It's not about me going out and trying to get a fancy car. It's not about me trying to go and, you know, eventually buy a Rolex watch or a Breitling watch. It's not all about me trying to build a, you know, 10,000 square foot house. No, 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 no. Those are, those are benefits that are going to come along the way. It's just going to happen. But I'm there to be a blessing to others. I am there to be a blessing to other people. And that's where the whole blessed, uh, blessing-mindedness comes in, guys. So this is it. That's the first, this is the first installment. Let the blessing make you rich. Okay? So this is going to be a, uh, maybe a five-part series of let the blessing do the work. So again, gang, I hope this helps. Know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine health, the spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys, and gang will catch you on the other side.